0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. We are on episode 79 and today we're talking about if it is okay to raise your baby vegan or vegetarian or is it a problem if your toddler is a self-proclaimed vegetarian because I hear that happens a lot once they want to go on a meat strike. And I am going to be answering all of these questions today, and I want to give you all of the deets around whether it's okay from a health perspective to, you know, raise your baby or toddler on a plant-based diet. And for clarification, when I do say plant-based diet, what I do mean is vegan or vegetarian. So not just somebody who eats a lot of plants, which is awesome, but what we're talking about today is specifically eliminating meat and or dairy from the diet. So for me, no matter what lifestyle my clients live, I am always trying to inspire them decisions that they make and the foods that they put on their plate and that includes upping their vegetables and fiber along with increasing the amount of leafy greens aka being more plant-based so I'm always trying to get people to be more plant-based if you will but specifically for this podcast when we're talking about plant-based diets we're talking about kids who do not eat meat eggs dairy or seafood okay so not just having a lot of veggies in their diet So I hope that's clear, and before I get into uh, a lot of that kind of meaty info, (laughs) I just realized that's kind of like a little pun or whatever, meaty info, plant-based diets, and I don't know if you find that funny, but anyway, before I get there, I want to let you know that I have a freebie for you that is a recipe bundle of plant-based recipes that are all approved by me that are very friendly for babies and toddlers. There's always ways to modify for babies, by the way. I don't really believe that there's like specific baby-only recipes, But that being said, this is going to be like pretty intuitive and very, very easy, low sodium, you know, no added sugar kind of recipes that are going to be great to modify for your baby. And then very toddler approved. I can never promise that every toddler is going to eat the recipes, right? That are quote unquote picky eater approved, but they are, you know, fun and they're very easy to prepare. And the big part of it is that they're nutritionally complete. So as You're going to learn in this episode today, there is a lot to consider when you are thinking about plant-based recipes, plant-based diets for your kids, and we want to make sure that everything you're offering and the whole diet is designed in a very nutritionally complete way and these recipes are going to give it to you so you can get that for free by clicking the link in my show notes download it you can you know use it and I think if you do I would love if you would like snap a picture and share it on Instagram just tag at my little eater and show me how it turned out doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy but just kind of to um, you know it maybe inspire some other parents and also maybe show your kids eating it because that would be pretty awesome as well. So let's get started with what most of the research says on vegetarian diets. And actually, I will say, most of the research is specifically on vegetarian diets for kids, not so much out there on vegan diets for kids, but it can still kind of translate for the most part for what I found. So let's start with the fact that there is strong data to show that a well-designed plant-based diet both vegan and vegetarian, are safe and nutritionally adequate for kids. They may even offer special health advantages. For example, if this is something they're on long-term, a lower risk for chronic diseases as they get older, right? But the key word here that I said in that phrase is that it is a well-designed plant-based diet okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times vegetarians and vegans kind of just end up focusing on just not eating meat or not eating dairy, but they're not focusing on upping their vegetables. They're not focused on whole foods. And instead they might rely on vegan or vegetarian convenience foods. So lots of processed foods or maybe just a ton of carbs. You know, you see mainly their meals are carbs and a sauce, like maybe noodles, a sauce and like a couple tiny little veggies, but we're not really getting the design in the diet that we want in that they're getting those missing nutrients that typical plant-based diets wouldn't have, right, that we have to make up for. But in a well-designed plant-based diet, we do see that those kids do tend to eat more whole grains, more legumes, nuts, seeds, fruits, and vegetables, and they consume less added sugar and saturated fat compared to kids on what we call a standard American diet. So a standard American diet is what you might see in movies for what Americans or, you know, North Americans, I should say, eat. So we're talking about hamburgers, we're talking about mac and cheese, we're talking about, um, again, maybe frozen products like chicken fingers or chicken nuggets. We're talking about a lot of carbohydrates as making up at least 65% kind of thing of the diet in terms of macronutrients you know, some protein, but we have a lot of fried foods that get thrown in there. We have vegetables, but it's present in small amounts. It's never the main feature, right? So when we look at those two things, we can see, okay, well, kids on plant-based diets, they seem to be doing so much better. You know, they're getting all these extra nutrients and they have such a better high quality diet pattern. But the thing to note is that a child who eats meat or dairy can still have the benefits that these plant-based kids see if, again, you're doing it in a well-designed way. Nobody should be on the standard American diet or really kind of make that the ideal. That's actually why we're here today, and always, you know, if you follow me, we're always trying to learn how to try and move away from that and how to get our kids to not eat that way. We want them to be eating more whole foods and more fruits and veggies all the time. So the question here is, is it easier to be healthy on a plant-based diet? I'm actually gonna say no. And now you're going to learn a lot more about why in a sec, but a well educated parent who gives their kids a well-designed plant-based diet can definitely be very healthy, assuming obviously that your child eats everything that you serve them. And also I'm just gonna throw in that a well-designed diet with meat and or dairy can also be very healthy, okay? So I hope that's a good little preface for you, but let's kind of dive into what are the things that would make a well-designed plant-based diet, okay? What should kind of parents be worried about when we're thinking, okay, my. Kid is I'm going to raise them on this plant-based diet, especially as a baby or a toddler. Well, first of all, vegans often have a lower intake of nutrients like calcium and protein, and they might also have lower bone mineral density and a higher risk for deficiencies like vitamin D or B12, iron, and uh, even omega-3 fatty acids like EPA and DHA. So those are kind of, I mean, that's like a quick little overview, but I wanna go through each nutrient of concern that we want to pay extra attention to as a vegan or a vegetarian and just talk about some ways that we can avoid or solve these problems so that you have, again, that well-designed plant-based diet. So let's start with iron, okay? Because iron is so extremely important, I mean, first of all, for all stages of life cycle, but especially for infants and children. And if you've been following me for quite some time, you'll know I'm very, very adamant on your baby getting iron when they start solids. There is a high risk actually for iron deficiency. It's one of the, or not one of, it is the most common nutrition deficiency in kids around like around the world, right? So regardless of the diet that your child is on, plant-based or meat-based, it's still the most common nutrient deficiency. So really, all parents should be focused on including iron-rich foods in their child's diet and supplementing when necessary. Now, let's kind of give a little background for those who don't know how iron works in the body, and when you start to really have to focus on it. So, at birth, healthy term babies they've accumulated enough iron in their bodies to meet their needs, just kind of from mom stores, right? Mom's iron stores it gets transferred to baby, and that lasts them until they're about six months of age. And then at that point, what starts to happen is that storage of iron, like that uh, reserve that they've built up, it starts to deplete, it starts to dwindle down, and so then. Kids actually need to get iron from their diet through food. And that's because we can't produce iron in our bodies, you know, on our own. We have to get it from supplemental sources, from outside sources, a.k.a. food. And here is where you might actually see a difference between plant-based babies and babies who do eat animal products. Because when we look at the most absorbable type of iron— it's actually found in meat and seafood. So we call this iron heme iron. And so your body can absorb heme iron at a way better rate than it can absorb the other type of iron, which is non-heme, and that comes from plant sources. So thinking of things like soy, lentils, beans, those do have non-heme iron. Eggs actually also fit in this category. But the non-heme sources of iron are not as readily absorbed as heme. So only about, uh, you know, the the research kind of varies on this, but it's about 10% of the iron is absorbed. So if you see something with five milligrams of iron or two milligrams of iron, only 10% on average is being absorbed. So that's why actually we want to ideally, I mean assuming that your baby is eating all types of food, we want your baby to be eating heme sources of iron. And I think that's a really big focus for me especially is to include an animal-based source of iron at least twice a day if they're eating three meals per day, right? But plant-based babies, they can still meet their needs, right, by regularly eating iron-rich foods that are vegetarian or plant-based, like beans or seeds or soy or like I said, egg yolks but it's just gonna be a lot harder, right? Because again, they have to have more of it in order to meet their iron needs. And iron uh, needs for babies ages six to 12 months of age is 11 milligrams a day. It's super high, it's higher than the needs of an adult male so that being said this is why it's really important for plant-based babies to be or parents of plant-based babies to be extra deliberate about offering a high iron food every single eating opportunity and i also recommend that they have their iron levels tested at 12 months of age which is standard practice in the u.s but i think only in the u.s i know in canada It's not standard practice. It's not something that would be recommended by your doctor. Like, you would have to ask and kind of push for that. And I feel like in most of the rest of the world, I don't know for sure, but it isn't standard practice. So that is something I recommend, especially if you have a plant-based baby. And the other thing is that you want to make sure that if you are only offering vegetarian sources, or whenever you do offer you know, vegetarian or plant-based sources of iron, you're pairing it with a vitamin C source because vitamin C will help boost the absorption rate. So where we said that was 10%, if you add some vitamin C, it can boost it by a significant amount. I think it's like a twofold an in increase in absorption when 25 milligrams of vitamin C is added. That looks like you know, maybe half of a kiwi added to the meal and it can increase the absorption rate by three to six fold when 50 milligrams of vitamin C is added to the meal. So that could be something like half a cup of strawberries or a quarter cup of red peppers. If you add that to a meal, let's say that has beans in it, you're going to boost the iron absorption significantly. So that's something I always recommend doing for a a baby or a toddler on a plant-based diet. And then also keep in mind that You know, children can take an iron supplement. I don't recommend going that route first. It can cause a lot of digestive upset. And I think it's much more important to get your child and your baby used to eating high iron foods from the beginning so they're not on this lifelong, you know, need to be on a supplement. But talk to your doctor and, you know, talk to them about what an appropriate dose would be if it's actually required. And if it is, just an FYI, it's hard to find. I find iron supplements out there. For babies, but you can also just give, you know, a, a smaller dose of an adult iron supplement. But again, you've got to talk to your doctor or dietitian about this. Do not just offer your baby one, you know, as insurance because that's actually can be harmful and it can cause a lot of, uh, you know, some side effects. So you don't want to go there, but just know that it's an option. Okay. So now I want to talk about the next kind of nutrient of concern, and that's vitamin B12. So plant based foods are not a reliable source of of B12 and that's why all vegans and you know vegetarians definitely should be on a supplement for vitamin B12 in order to make sure that they're meeting their needs. So there is some claims out there, you know, you Google things, you're always gonna find something that says things like seaweed and barley um, have enough B12, and um, even nutritional yeast have B12. But the thing is, the absorption rate of vitamin B12 is really, really low and you cannot get enough from just those plant-based sources. So you've gotta do a supplement. And if you're actually looking for some information on what type of supplements you need to be giving your baby or your toddler, what brands I recommend, the dosage, I cover all of that inside of my baby-led feeding course and my feeding toddlers course. I have a section in each of them that talks about supplements and special diets. So you can always check that out and get the guide. Like literally I have all the links that just take you right to the products that I recommend. So that will definitely help. But vitamin B12, that's the other thing I just wanna make sure you know. There has to be a supplement in place, no matter what, if you are on a vegetarian or a vegan diet. The next nutrient of concern is omega-3 fatty acids, but specifically uh, what we call DHA and EPA. So docahexanoic acid, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. That is the type of omega-3 fatty acid that is so, so important for brain growth, And it's a building block, literally, of the brain. And because a child's brain is developing at such a rapid pace, especially three years and under, it actually triples in the first year of life. So we need to support that brain growth with DHA. And you can't get that unless you're eating, you know, fatty fish, really. Um, There are some fortified, like, egg products, and there are some fortified milk products out there. So that can also help. But again, that's not going to be part of your diet if you're vegan or vegetarian. So... What sometimes you will find, again, you Google online, what's a high source of omega-3? Oh, flaxseed. That always ends up coming up. But what I want to say about flaxseed, although it's super healthy, I love it. The type of omega-3 in that is called ALA, which is alpha linoleic acid. And you have to convert ALA into DHA or into EPA, that other type of omega-3 we want. And that process, that conversion process, is actually really weak. So only about 10% of ALA gets converted to EPA, and then about 1% actually gets converted from there to DHA. So it's so hard. It's not even possible, actually, for you, or for your baby, I should say, to meet their needs through a flaxseed or some other kind of plant-based whole food. So that's why, again, supplementation is required. Now, what you can do is there are algae-based omega-3 and DHA supplements out there, and that is totally appropriate for vegetarians and vegans. Again, you don't wanna go with one that's made of flaxseed oil. That's not where you want to get your omega-3 source. You wanna get it from the actual source where fish get it. The reason why fish are so high, or specifically fatty fish, so high in omega-3s is because they eat algae all day long. That's what they feed on. And so that DHA and that omega-3 builds up in their skin and, or, you know, their meat, and then we eat it and then we get it. So if you just go straight to the source, you get an algae-based omega-3 supplement, then you are going to be totally covered. So I also have recommendations for that in that supplement guide in each of my courses. But I will say also, if you want, you can check out my Amazon shop. I will link that in the show notes as well. I have a Canadian one and an American one. And in there, I also have a bunch of supplement recommendations. So check it out and just kind of nice to know anyway, which ones are totally dietitian approved. But I still think, you know, when it comes to dosage and things like that, talk to your doctor, talk to a dietitian, just make sure you're doing it right and there's no risk of overdose for anything. With omega-3, I will say there's no real risk of overdosing unless you're like guzzling a whole bottle. But um, yeah, just be careful, okay? Talk to your doctor. Now the next thing that you wanna think about on a vegetarian or vegan diet is calcium. Because calcium, especially in infancy, again, it plays such a large role in how their Bones form, like their skeleton literally develops, and calcium absorption is actually really high in infancy. And you know, you they get a lot of calcium through breast milk and in formula, so that's awesome. But again, once it comes to starting solids at six months of age or so, their calcium needs actually increase to 260 milligrams per day until they reach one year of age, and then it goes up to 700 milligrams per day. So that's a really important time. Like we need to be making sure they're getting in calcium. Now, there are some, actually, there's quite a bit of calcium rich foods out there. Things like an organic, non-GMO tofu. That's going to be a great option. And then the other one that's going to be super easy is like a fortified almond milk or a fortified oat milk, something like that that's fortified with calcium. That's going to be a really easy way to get that in. But other than that, you know, we've got calcium-rich plant-based foods that are still very healthy. But again, you have to eat in quite a large amount to meet those needs. So things like almond butter, things like, um, you know, cooked spinach and... Turnip greens and bok choy and broccoli and oranges and chia seeds, all great. But again, you've got to have quite a bit. And your child has to eat all that you're serving them, right, in order for them to meet every single day, especially as a toddler, 700 milligrams per day, right? So it's hard to, harder, I should say, to do than it is to just offer dairy products because they're, they're like really potent in calcium. We hear that all the time. I feel like most of us know that. But it's not impossible, okay? So if you were to do eight ounces, let's say, of uh, fortified milk, almond milk or oat milk or soy milk or pea milk, whatever, that is about 300 milligrams. So thinking about that, that's about two servings. Like most kids will probably have like four ounces at one time. And if you're having that twice per day, that gets you just under half of what they need in a day. So then you have to add in something else. So maybe they have um, some kidney beans actually, or white, uh, what are they called? White beans, white, yeah, white kidney beans. Those are also really high in calcium in comparison, relative to other plant-based foods. So about half a cup gives you 40 milligrams. So half a cup, I mean, that's quite a bit for a lot of kids. Some kids eat that happily. Some kids don't. But also, it's only 40 milligrams. So now we're up to 340 milligrams a day. We've got to get up to 750. So again, maybe you add in a tablespoon of almond butter. That's another 55 milligrams. So you have to build it up. Again, you have to have a well-designed plant-based diet, right? Or else Take a look at a supplement that might help. So all of these things, like I hope this kind of helps you see that it's a wonderful diet. It's a wonderful way of living, but it has to be well planned out. And that's kind of the main main message that I want to send to everybody today. It is totally fine if you want to raise your baby in a plant-based way. And again, they can flourish. They can nourish. It could be An amazing way to live, but you have to know when you need supplementation. You have to know exactly how you're serving meals, what you're going to put in those meals, and be pretty deliberate about it I would say most days, right? So the other thing you might wanna consider is is your child very, very picky? Will they actually eat the stuff that you're serving them in enough quantity, you know, that kind of thing. So that's pretty much it. Reminder that I have that freebie where I have a whole bundle of plant-based recipes that are perfect for your baby and toddler and uh, that are totally dietitian approved and have tons of nutrients and well-balanced kind of meals for your, for your child. So download that, link is in the show notes. And if you found this episode helpful, would you do me a massive favor? Actually, not that massive. I don't know. It takes like 30 seconds to leave me a review, and I would just love, love, love if you would do that for me because it really, really helps me to get this podcast out to other parents like you, help more parents, and also I want to know your feedback, right? So it can just be a quick little line. doesn't have to be elaborate. Hit five stars. Tell me what you think, and thank you so, so much in advance for that. So I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.